Hi friends, it's Pastor Drew Wilkerson from Bridgewater Church. Hey, thanks for stopping by this podcast. It's our prayer that as you listen, God will speak to your heart and you will feel inspired and you'll learn new things that will help you in your daily walk with God and just in life in general. So again, thanks for stopping by and thanks for listening. Good morning, Bridgewater Church. It is so good to be with you today and to be able to share the message. Even though we're remote, I know that God is in the place and that he's with you this morning. And so today we want to just spend some time in the word of God. And we're talking about when God begins to move, when God starts to move. And I know that often in our lives that we are enduring things that are very difficult and they're challenging. Uh, But the faith that we have is that God is going to move. I don't know about you, but sometimes in my life, I don't always uh, know when God is going to move. I don't know how he's going to move. But the confidence that I have is that God is going to move. So this morning, I want to look at the scripture with you. And if you would turn with me to Exodus, the 14th chapter, we're going to start reading today. We're going to come Uh, right out of uh, this passage. And many of us, we know this passage is very familiar to us because we know about Moses and his uh, exodus with the people of God, the Israelites, and when they are leaving Egypt. As they're leaving Egypt, they uh, have left and fled because God has caused all of these uh, different things to happen in Egypt uh, and created an opportunity for them to move. Uh, So they begin to move, but sometimes when we begin to move, we move, but we don't see God moving with us. Uh, uh Yeah, sometimes we move, but we don't see God moving with us. And so they get encamped around about the Red Sea, and when they get to this place, uh, they are now in a place of desperation because they understand that they can't move forward past the sea. And because they can't cross the sea, they don't have any boats, they don't have any tools to get to the other side, the people start to grumble. And I want to let you know that in your life, there are going to be moments where you do not know how you're going to take the next step. But please, oh please, do not become a grumbler, a complainer, a person who gets into the space where they just do not uh, uh, have anything good to say about the process of walking with the Lord. And so... These people have uh, taken a bold step and they have done great things uh, by walking out of Egypt to the Red Sea, but now they think they're stuck. And I don't know about you, I don't know what your circumstance is, I don't know what your situation is, but sometimes in our lives we get into a place where we're stuck. We're stuck between who we were and who we want to be. We're stuck between the job we currently have and the job that we want to have. We're stuck between the hoopty that we're driving and the car we have been dreaming about our whole lives. We're stuck between uh, schools and all sorts of other things. We're stuck in relationships. We're stuck in bad situations. But the good thing I want to let you know, you might be stuck right now, but you won't be stuck forever. God is always on the move. So if you would turn to Exodus the 14th, chapter. We're just going to uh, look at a few verses here and just to help us illuminate this thought, this topic, that when God begins to move. Verse 5 of chapter 14 says, when the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds about them and said, what have we done? What 
have let the, um, let the Israelites go. Who let the Israelites go and have lost their services? So he had his chariot made ready and took his army with him. He took 600 of his best chariots along with all of the other chariots of Egypt with officers over all of them. Verse 8, the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh king of Egypt, so that he pursued the Israelites who were marching out boldly. The Egyptians, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots, horsemen and troops, pursued the Israelites and overtook them as they camped by the sea of Piharath, opposite baal Sabon. Now, just notice this, that the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and his hardened heart caused him to want to run after. His heart was hardened to the thought of, we're letting these people escape. I can't believe what we've done. Let's go get them. And so he gets all the chariots together, and he pursues after the children of Israel. Verse 10, as Pharaoh approaches, the Israelites look up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to this desert to die? That's a hard question. Did you bring us out here to, to make a fool of us? Did you bring us out here to embarrass us? Was there not enough graves that we we're going to die? Why didn't we just die in Egypt? Why did we come out to this space to just end up to die? We had hope. We had thoughts of a future. We had hope of things in the, um, in the future to come. We believed that things were going to actually get better, but we're stuck in this place. We're stuck between a rock and a hard place. And I don't know about you if you've ever been stuck between a rock and a hard place. It means that it's so complicated, it's still hard that even the rock seems softer than the hard place sometimes. But they're stuck in this place and they start to complain to Moses, did you just bring us in this desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Sometimes when we're in a hard place, we start to long for the bad things that we used to have. When we're in a hard place, we want to turn back around. When we're in a hard place, we want to try what we used to try. When we're in a hard place, we want to go back to that bad relationship. When we're in a hard place. We want to go back to that a bad job. We want to go back to those old habits. But guess what? God is always on the move. So sometimes when you don't know how to move forward, God is going to call for you to do a few things. So here the Bible goes on. It says, um, did we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone? This is what the uh, Israelites said. Leave us alone. Let us serve the Egyptians. It would be better for us to serve the Egyptians than die in the desert. This was a people without hope. This was a people who did not believe that there was another step, that there was something else that they can do. They, all they could see in front of them was death. I want to let you know, don't lose your hope. Point one, don't lose your hope. Whatever God has spoken to you, what God has said to you, hold on to your hope. When all hope is lost, when all hope is gone, hold on to your hope because in your hope is your salvation. And so they kept on complaining and crying out uh, to, to the Lord and also speaking to Moses. Verse 13, Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. First point, second point, do not be afraid. I know it's hard. I know it's complicated. I know that it's difficult where you are right now, but the good news is that you don't have to fear. 
Fear not, for the Lord is with you. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. So even when things are frightening, and yes, you will be frightened, but do not fear, because the Lord God himself, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of all creation, he will be with you. He will stand with you. He will walk with you. He will talk with you. He will sing with you. He will guard you. He will lead you. He will never leave you, nor will he forsake you. So just hold on. So he says to them first, he says, don't be afraid. Then point three, stand firm. Oh my God. I know that sometimes it gets hard to stand. There used to be a, 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 a song that we used to sing all the time that was based out of scripture that said, after you have done all that you can, stand. Well, stand. How do we stand? We stand with the strength of the Lord. Sometimes our legs become weak and our legs become frail, but if you would hold on to the Lord's unchanging hand, you will be able to stand. And after you have done all to stand, stand. I'm so glad that Moses tells the people led by the Lord to stand firm. Stand firm. Don't stand and wobble. Don't stand in doubt. Don't stand and turn uh, your mind to other things, but stand firm knowing that the same God who started you on this journey will complete it. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance of the Lord that the Lord will bring to you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Oh, my Lord. I love that right there. Is that you don't need to do anything. All you need to do is stand and be still. Just stand and be still. If you will stand and be still, you will watch the Lord move. The Lord will fight for you. The Lord will go before you. The Lord will deal with your enemies. The Lord will deal with your, your trials and your tribulations. The Lord will deal with your economy. The Lord will deal with your sickness. The Lord will deal with your mind. The Lord will deal with all of those things. But you just need to stand and only be still. Verse 15, the Bible says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? <laughs> oh, the Lord, I love when the Lord talks to us. He said, What are you crying for? What are you crying about? Why are you making such a big fuss? Why are you saying all these things? Do you not know who I am? And so he says, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Oh my, where are we moving? Where are we going, Lord? Where are we about to go? There's nowhere to go. We've come as far as we can go. But he says, move on. And he tells Moses, raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. What? What? <laughs> How are we going to walk on dry ground? There's a sea in front of us. And so he tells him to, to hold out his staff so that the waters can recede. Oh, my Lord. The Bible goes on to say, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they will go after them. And I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all his army, through his chariots and his horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh, his his chariots and horsemen. I want to let you know that it's all about God gaining glory. Everything that you're going through, everything that you're encountering, everything that's difficult for you is all about God 
gaining the glory. God is not allowing you to go through stuff just to go through stuff. But when you go through stuff, it's the glory of God that is pulled from you. It's just like olives that are pressed to make olive oil. It's just like that. They, they are squeezed to produce a great oil. And I want to let you know that sometimes in our lives, we are squeezed to produce the glory of God. God wants the glory out of your life. God wants the glory out of your situation. God wants the glory out of your marriage. He wants the glory out of your uh, job, out of your relationships. He wants the glory out of your worship to him. He just wants the glory. And he says, I will gain glory through Pharaoh. Even Pharaoh, he will gain glory. Then the Bible says, then the angel of the Lord, who had been traveling in front of the Israelite army, drew and went behind them. Hear that? When God begins to move where he leads you, he will then come behind you to guard you. My God, not only will God lead, but he will also protect. He will lead and he will protect. That means that when I'm going through the trials of my life, that God will lead me into a wealthy place. He will lead me into a healing place. And he will also protect me from the enemy's hand. He will protect me from the things that the enemy may want to do in my life. But hear this. The Bible says, the pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the clouds brought darkness to one side and light to the other side. So neither went near the other all night long. My God, how do you have darkness and light all in the same place? Only God can do that. The Bible says, Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all that night the Lord drove back the sea with a strong east wind, and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided, and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. Well, hold up a second. This is the power right there that it said all night long. Oh, my. Turn to your neighbor and say all night long. Oh, no. Turn to your other neighbor and say all night long. I know we're on a video and you're trying to figure out, do I really need to say what he just said? Yes, say it. Turn to your neighbor and say all night long. All night long, the Lord was working out the miracle. While the Lord is working out the miracle, all they could do is stand still and wait. I want to let you know, when God is moving, sometimes all we can do, all we can do is stand still and wait. Yes, all night may be a long night. All night may be weeks and months. All night may be sickness for longer than we could ever imagine. All night may take a long time, but I want to let you know that day is coming. Good Lord. Day is coming. There's coming a day that night will no longer matter, that night will be no more. And in that time, after the whole night went through, they walked across on dry ground. I want to let you know that though it may be difficult right now and the struggle and the battle that you're currently in, may be hard for you, that trouble will not last always. But God himself 
will lead you into the place that he wants you to be. He will break the rules in order to get you into that space. Water is not supposed to recede like that. People are not supposed to walk on dry ground like that. But when God puts his hand into your situation, he will deliver you and bring you into a healthy and a wealthy place. The Bible says this in verse 23, the Egyptians pursued them and all of Pharaoh's, Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. During the last watch of the night, the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and the cloud and the cloud at the Egyptian army and threw them in confusion. He will throw your enemy in confusion. He jammed the wheels of their chariots so that they had difficulty driving. And the Egyptians said, let Let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Oh, my Lord. I want to let you know that the, even the Egyptians knew that God was working for the Israelites, that God was working on their behalf, that God was fighting for them, that God was pulling for them, that God was pushing them. I want to let you know that God is fighting for you, that whatever you're going through, that God is fighting for you. He's pushing for you. He's leading you into the place that he has for you. And then finally, the Lord says to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians, their chariot and their horsemen. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And at daybreak, the sea went back into its place. I want to let you know, you may have your back against the wall, you may be stuck between a rock and a hard place, but not for long. The Lord God himself, creator of the universe and all that exists, he will fight for you. The Lord is with you. When God begins to move, everything gets out the way. Water gets out the way, and God takes his people into the place that he designed for them. What is the place that God has designed for you? What is God doing in your life? What is the challenge that you're facing? Well, I want to let you know that God is on the move, that God is moving right now in your situation, that he indeed sees you, he knows you, he loves you, and he's making a way for you. That if you would just keep the faith, if you will just stand still, if you just won't be afraid that the Lord himself will move on your behalf. I know the days have been hard and the nights have been long, but trust this, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You have a blessing on the other side of your right now. God is on the move. He's not just on the move in you, in your life, but he's also on the move in the household of faith. That God is moving his church forward. And it doesn't matter if you're in this building or if you're in another building or you're somewhere else around the world, that God is on the move and in the body of Christ, he is drawing us together like never before. So take heart, take courage, family of God, and know 
that the same God who delivered the children of Israel out of the hands of the Egyptians through a red sea on dry ground will do the same for you and your situation and your circumstance. Let me pray for you today. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is true. God, you've never meant a challenge that you have not been able to meet. That God, you see us, you know us, you love us, and God, you are providing a way of escape for us. That even though we're in between a rock and a hard place, we're between a sea and an enemy, Lord God, we know that you will fight for us and you are fighting for us. You're rooting for us. Thank you for being our chief cheerleader. That you see us and you tell us to go, march forward. Don't be afraid. Stand still and then move. Lord, help us to move with you and not against you. Help us to move for you wherever you would send us. Let us go. God, bless us today that this word will hit us in all the right places, that we will have the confidence that we know that you are still on the move in each and every one of our lives. God, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Church family, I thank you and I bless you and I thank God for all that he's doing in your lives. I can't wait until the time we can gather together in the same space to celebrate the goodness of, Lord, of the Lord in all that he's doing in our individual lives and collectively in the church. God bless you and we'll talk real soon. Amen. Hey friends, thanks for listening. And if you want to be a part of our e-family, then all you have to do to join us is click the link below and you can check us out on our YouTube page. You can also join us on social media. And if you'd like to support the ministry, then just click the link to give. We're so grateful for all of our partners and together we can do more than we can alone. So again, thanks to all of you for listening to this podcast and also thank you for helping us reach people around the world for Jesus Christ.